0: You're right,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Shit, I'm gonna start that again. What? You look very, you
0: look very worried. Like going, you're just like, oh shit. I was
1: just, I was just testing the levels, just making sure that everything. Okay, was all right. I don't, I won't look at him. Okay, like, putting off good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> to episode 26 of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy and with me as always is Matt Leach. Hey Matt.
2: Hello Flynn.
1: <laughs> We've got our sexy new mics on. so Yes, we have got this nice little, Wait, is yours is red, mine's black. Is there something? That's, that's just how they came. Okay. Yeah, we, we got some pop filters to try to stop the little... Pop sounds. <laughs> so now so we have to make that noise. Yes, it's a test. Um, yeah. So who did we? Who we did had
2: Vince Frost. We did. So finally, uh, found time in schedules that we could actually see Vince, and it was awesome. And mm-hmm. and we knew it would be. Um, it was interesting because he said straight up at front, I don't want to talk about my past, my history, like how I came to be a designer. Yeah. Because he just said that information. I mean, it's Just all out there. Set it over kind and of and done over to death. Guide. And yeah, it, if anyone's interested, they can go and find him. So we talked a little bit about that and about why that was important to him. And I thought that was
1: really interesting. It made it a more interesting conversation for us as well. Yeah. We didn't have to go through kind of the auto- Just or, killed, or, like all of our questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we busted out the red pen and okay. got rid of half the questions. But no, it did lead us down an interesting path. And we got to talk a bit more about what's happening right now. Some recent recent stuff that happened. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, one of the really interesting things that I wanted to talk to him about is he's brought in the, well, he brought in the Nest as the digital arm. He pulled out um, part of his business and made Urbanite. Yeah. And it was, I've always been interested, like, why why didn't it just call it Frost? And so he has a real sort of um, idea about why he did that and why that was the best thing to do. Yeah. So we talked a lot about that. Also talked quite a bit about, um, you know, just the whole Frost vision. So, mm. you know, lately he spent a lot of time kind of really nailing down what they do and why they do it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, he talked about this idea of inspiring ideas to life and so why, why that was important to do and why that's the right sort of uh, statement
1: to stand behind. Mm. And then he changed it to designing successes, I think, by inspiring ideas to life. Yes. So he even expanded on that again, <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is a mouthful, but I guess it's more of an internal kind of brand statement more than a tagline for yes. something. So um yeah what else did we talk about
2: We talked about oh just all the stuff that he's sort of done and you know some of the, the clothing lines that sort of came yep. and they were big and then they went um about you know what that was like and then we also spoke quite a bit about alliance graphique international which he's obviously um you know a member of he's, he's also the head of now yeah I think um, so, in australia yeah. and um they've really lately brought on a lot more australian designers so that was really interesting just to find out more about what, what What was happening there and who they were and and, and what what they planned to do yeah (laughs) what exactly it is yeah the illuminati yeah yeah and um and we also spoke about his new book his new book yeah design your life so at this uh, right now i think he's in america
1: doing his book tour yeah he's doing an american leg and then a uk leg as well yeah but it was an interesting talk and we hope you guys enjoy it enjoy So when,
2: when I spoke to you about, oh, I guess about a year ago, you were about to segment your business into three different sections. So you've got Urbanite, um, Frost, and um, the Nest. So obviously being kind of focused on interiors, um, branded in the in the kind of open space branding, and then digital. Why why did you feel the need? What was the catalyst that kind of made?
0: that happen so the catalyst for for the for the change was not something i just did overnight something i i thought about for quite a long time you know running a business as i have done for probably 20 years 20 plus years now yeah is that it just doesn't happen know you have to continually um stay relevant you need to continually look at processes and see how you can improve on on your business you learn how to you try things you, you test things um you try to systemize things, you try to make your life easier and more productive, and you also try to um, create a great environment for your people. The other thing is you need to stay in business, you need to to make money Mm. and make profit, which is, you know, for a lot of designers actually is a dirty dirty word. But, you know, I encourage people to understand that they can do great work, have a great life, uh, have great clients, and actually make make, um, a decent um, living out of it as well. So I think that what I looked at was, myself and going what's my strengths and weaknesses you know i feel very confident very strong as a designer i feel my right brain is very is it, it works really really well <laughs> the left brain which is much more the academic side of things and, and understanding how to um looking at the business and finance and uh, all those other things was something which i kind of kind of felt like i was winging it for a long time i don't i didn't do an mba i didn't do anything yeah. like that so it, it's not something that came naturally to me, and to be honest, running a business has been phenomenally hard for a very long time. It's not to say that it's any particularly easier. It's, it's easier than what it was a year ago, probably, because I've done certain things to make, uh, to put in place to make things better. So I like any situation when I want to learn more about something, whether it's a brief or or, or not an interest, is that I I start to kind to of look at things and try to find out who is doing this well, you mm-hmm. know, who and um, I. Decided to look for a a business coach, and I found this wonderful woman who's in um, Adelaide called Leslie Ann. and we started to have a she put together a plan, and she, we had weekly Skype calls for probably I don't know three months to six months, which I found phenomenally difficult, <laughs> right. and my brain was pounding, and uh, and I I fought against it. I mean, you know, she was quite. Um, I was probably quite rude to her at times uh, <laughs> because I was. I felt like I was trapped. I felt yeah. like I was back at school, being kind of doing an exam, and I, and I was failing <laughs> abysmally. But I, you know, persevered. My partner Mia kept pushing me as well, which was and supporting me through this. And um, she also took part in this as well. And, and and it really, that kind of support and that kind of determination and the planning around that really made a difference um, to. That kind of transformation. Not to say I'm totally fixed, mm. but I'm certainly feel like I'm a, i learned a lot very quickly, and I learned about a different way of doing things, a different way of running things, and th- and that's where it started to change. So, for me, the critical thing was actually having um having a vision, having a clear vision. You know, prior to that, I was just in business as a designer. Yeah. And no matter how many people I had, we were in business to design versus. Um, Having a, having a very clear vision that I can share with my, my business and potential clients. That really helped kind of put things down. So it's out of my head. It's became kind of an induction kind of plan and became a whole bunch of other things around that.
2: Right. So the rest the rest of the sort of team could really get behind where you were heading. Yeah.
0: And the, the, the key thing for change was a frustration out of, um, you know, accountability in the business. Um, because the business was probably I don't know 28 people, and there was very little structure prior, and and it was it was great. I mean, good, but it got to a point where it was really really hard to manage, and mm-hmm. HR was an issue, and there were different things that were happening in the business that you just you know it kind of wasn't going away, and also in terms of kind of marketing the business, so I realized that you know we kind of can do anything like. Put our minds to it; we can do anything. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's um, a physical space, whether it's a, a, an exhibition, whether it's an airline's refreshing identity, or that, where it's a retail, it's kind of it. It doesn't kind of matter. Wh- whoever's got a problem, whoever's got an opportunity, we can kind of jump on that. We will find a way through that. So, the issue was that nobody was particularly accountable in the business, and apart from you, I kind of said, well, no, <laughs> I mean. They probably argue that, yeah. but, but you know what I mean? But it, in terms of they were, they were, everyone's doing really great jobs, but what we wanted to do is put clarity in the business so people knew specifically what their role is right. and what their career path is. And there's systems in place now to kind of keep on top of that on a monthly basis to ensure that, you know, things are work, heading towards the right outcome. Now, as a business, as I kind of said, as generalists before, is there's a lot of great skills and specialist skills within that team and what I looked at was pulling those out and going okay let's let's form an environmental design business because right Mm -hmm. now Frost is known for digital environments and brand and packaging and you know wayfinding and strategy and all these different things and it's really hard to communicate to anyone a new, new piece of business going okay what do you guys do? And you just go, ah, oh, we do blah blah we blah. We do blah, everything. Blah. <laughs> yeah, we do yeah. everything. And they people going to glaze over, and they don't know—they don't know how to. You know, they want to put you in some kind of category. They yeah. want to put you in a kind of some discipline. I'm just imagining you giving out a, a kind of like a, a list yeah. of like, well, <laughs> you can do any of this. I don't know it was a bit like that, and I thought that it kind of worked, despite itself. Mm. But I think in hindsight, it just wasn't very clear for people. Yeah, and then so. Splitting it up. Well, what we did is we tried for some time to um, uh, create an internal digital business and it worked a bit and it didn't work. And it kind of, we decided what to do was to find out, find a, a small digital business that's already functioning is out there. And I spent a lot of time looking at different businesses and I, you know, found a company called The Nest, had chats with the guy called Stuart Buchanan who owned The Nest at the time. And we uh, we agreed to kind of, that became part of um, Frost. Now, one move could have been that they became just Frost Digital. Yeah. Mm. Which is how initially it was going to pan out. But what we decided was to do, keep the Nest as a Nest, because it'd been going for three years, already had a name. Yeah. Although it was predominantly in the cultural sector uh, and a team. Um, I wanted to keep that, that brand alive and I wanted to kind of, utilize our broader business to kind of to help enhance that brand and help market that brand and then so then he looked at kind of the rest of going what well, what else can we kind of what other special there and a the big 50 percent of our business is environmental design mm. and that again was lost within the, the the broader business and so you know i just thought it'd be cool to create a new brand um, my one of my business partners carlo Gianasca, heads that up I um, focus on kind of creating a new name, a new brand for it. It was Urbanite, and at a time when kind of city living and and all that's become kind of far more focus, is yep. to go okay. How do I create a, ra- a, a relevant brand for that in that particular sector? That's going to be help our own internal business be very clear about what they are doing and the the kind of the broad um, uh, abilities that they have and then how do we market that to the, you know, architects, um, developers, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So just by doing that and having a very strong, tight team, that's made a huge difference to, to that offer. And it's just month by month, it's been steadily growing. The Nest, um, you know, we had a bit of a rocky uh, journey over the last, the last year, but now we've got a great guy hitting that up and a great team supporting him. And, you know, they're doing Steadily improving the quality of their work, and they are steadily growing as a business, and also all three businesses are are actually. It's funny what people said was in the in the beginning was that those businesses are all going to be looking out for their own interest, mm. and and they kind of did, uh, in the beginning for about four four months. The, this is my project. I'm having yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was just going to yeah. ask how how that. Well, it it was like that for a bit, and with the way we managed it, we we made that very clear that you know for the better of the frost collective is is it, it kind of doesn't matter where it goes as long as it's within the business so what we found is that you know businesses will come into urbanite for a signage project which then will actually end up being potentially be a brand strategy project yep. or a digital project and vice versa so someone come to the nest and end up going across the rest of the business so it's kind of like people our clients feel comfortable coming to the collective because they know that we're passionate about getting it right and that the team works um closely at ensuring that there is no kind of siloed approach to to doing things Mm. and are you physically in the same space yeah that's critical thing is that we're physically in the same space open plan um we're looking at bigger spaces right now but we're kind of
1: yeah you must be pushing it
0: yeah i think we're like 45 people plus now with freelancers as well on top of that but we're also looking at, this has worked for the last, you know, year and a bit since we've done this. Mm. I, I've seen great growth, great confidence in the business, great results in terms of um, client service and uh, happy clients. And we've won more awards this year than ever before, which is really cool. And so a lot of things are, are, are right. And I, th- I do put that down to clarity and the vision and where we're going and the structure and the and the process and getting key the key people in our org chart you know to be part of that team to ensure that happens so a strong management team is critical to that so hmm. you spoke about the vision before so what, what what
2: what is that is it do you have a sentence that you can
0: yeah i mean our vision so my vision, vision previously was inspiring ideas to life which i love because that was where you know that's what we do we kind of bring ideas yep. to life and and um and it's critical that we bring them into the into the real world and to the benefit of human beings and life and sustainability and all that kind of stuff. Mm. What I added to it was designing success by inspiring ideas to life. Okay. Because it's like inspiring ideas to life, you know, an idea is an idea and how do you how do you kind of quantify whether the idea is a good idea or not? And so designing success is critical for me to be able to kind of benchmark uh, our ideas and understand the objective what we're aiming for versus just doing stuff yeah. you know doing stuff that, that may you bring it to life but it, you know our main focus now is is really is about designing designing a better world one project at a time um, and as I said whether it's for charity whether it's a big corporation or, or signage or a, or a city or whatever it is and that's something that we we really are passionate about you know doing the best we possibly can with every opportunity so critical to any briefing with any client is understanding what success looks like for them yeah you know because other otherwise i mean it's crazy we went all we all these years in business where we didn't we didn't ask that question (laughs) yeah we just took it here's a brief yeah you want to do a brochure great you want to do some signage, great you know let's get on with it you know we we dug around it and we kind of came up with great solutions for that but shit it makes a big difference when we say you know what does success look like for you what what do you want in three months time to happen and Quite often, their comments and their and their desires are very different to what you'd imagine. Mm. I think you know, the key thing is that we a lot of a lot of you know what's worked for us over the years is actually having a very close, open relationship with our clients. So they come in, they work with us, it's transparent, and they're they're all part of the uh, the journey. Mm. And you know, the client can come up with the best idea. We're happy with that. Doesn't mean you know we're an ideas business. Doesn't mean it has to come from me or from the creative director. It can come from anybody within the business or yeah. any part of the c- broader collaborative that's working on a
1: project. So um, just going back to the comment about uh, talking to clients about what success looks like to them. Are you are you running into some clients, and we don't need to name names, that may not know the answer to that question when they first come through the door? And you find that you're maybe educating is the wrong word, but you're guiding them through that process?
0: Yeah, I think yeah that's, that, that does happen, especially if it's like it could be a marketing director um Who's been told by someone higher up that mm. we need a brochure, or an end report, or some whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. business cards. Yeah, without yeah. any kind of clear um, objective, broader objective. Mm. Um, and so, if that's not the case, we if that's sorry, if that is the case where we don't have that information, we we ask them to kind of go back to their their bosses and kind of talk about what is what is their vision and where they're going and all that kind of stuff. Because I mean, that's all. Anything that they produce is, is contributing to, to that, that outcome. It's not mm-hmm. just another project, another brief or whatever. You know, I think that makes a difference. Yeah. What's critical for us is going forward is to become more... You know, understand the science of design and understand the effect that we are creating and how that stimulates the senses and how we can get better at creating the reactions to the people that we're aiming it at versus again, just doing it for ourselves or just for to please our client, mm. but understanding truly who are the end user is and how do we get closer to that. I think mean, that's where success really, designing success, when we can actually prescribe a successful outcome or design a successful outcome, that's something that we want to get better and better at. You know? mm. So neuroscience, understanding how the brain works, psychology, all this kind of stuff that you know, people talk about a lot. Mm. Um, not a lot of creative not a lot of design businesses actually tune into that they're very much still based on current trends or intuition and I'm not 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 to say that that's, that shouldn't be part of the mix there's a broader and more scientific approach which is going to create a better outcome for us how
2: do, how do you bring that into the studio then is that through i mean defrost your kind of yeah
0: inspiring d- guys I mean by inspiring guys bringing in, in other smart people into the business yeah. who who are going to um, help unpack that we're doing all kinds of workshops now internally so this year was really about consolidating those three businesses now we're looking right now just came from a workshop now around um, the creative process and how do we get the best creative out of this business how do we get the best outcome how do we, how do we get success how do we design success yeah, um, yeah. and so we've got our whole we had a workshop last week, there about sixteen of our creative guys in in the pod and just kind of wanting to find out, you know, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what could be better, um, any new ideas you can bring to the table. And then the next tomorrow's one is, is really kind of unpacking that. And already we kind of go, shit, we didn't know that was an issue. We need to fix that. <laughs> There's things we already right. fixed this yeah. week that people are going, Oh my god, it completely changed my life because yeah. now we have a font server or something like that. <laughs> We actually <laughs> can um, get on and do our jobs, and we don't feel like we have a legal font that so we're dealing with and stuff like that. But there's, you know, I think you've got to, got to be proactively um, improving things. I mean, it's kind of like the agile agile approach, isn't it? But yeah. you're never gonna you're never gonna get a hundred percent fix. It's, your yeah. business is never gonna be a hundred percent right. But if you have a plan of wanting to achieve that, and trying to plan out and surround, you, surround yourself with people that can help you get to that mm. then you definitely can a, you definitely can achieve it next thing for me is actually growing a couple other businesses right now inside so we have an incubator period right now Yeah, and then bringing in a cu- couple other businesses into the mix as well who are specialists and less specialists mm-hmm. smaller business which I'm very excited about can you talk about it? <laughs> I can't. No, I can't really. Cause I'd, I'd probably listen to this a year later and go, shit, I never made it happen. Um, but I, it's, I don't know. I just know that it can be, it can always be better. And I think, you know, it's wonderful surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and passionate about what they do. Yeah. And it it adds real value to the broader team, you know, and and it creates more opportunities for people which at the end of the day that's what we're about we have got to create opportunities for our people to flourish for them to grow without that we don't mm-hmm. have a we don't have a business we're, we're 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 out of business this this
2: is also a bit of a theme for you as well in the, in the sense cuz you you've tried lots of different sort of markets and you know some successfully some not so successfully but you know clothing i remember when i saw the frost clothing and it was in glue stores wasn't it yeah it yeah. was yeah. and Sadly. just
0: uh, and i was, was just in david jones i think as well i was oh, really?
2: But I was like, where did that come from? Because that just seems like a completely different... But you're you're quite good at kind of, I guess, incubating that kind of stuff and then
0: seeing yeah. what, what happens. I love ideas. I mean, I just... I have uh, this, this issue. issue and I'm going to talk to a shrink about this. I've talked to many people about it. <laughs> uh, but it's just, you know... My head is, like most creative people, is just continually full of ideas and I just want to realize them, you know? Yeah. I think what I did previously was I would have an idea and I just impulsively jump on it and do it the t-shirt one was a great example which I lost probably three hundred thousand dollars wow over the p- course of a couple of years um but I did that because I believe that that brand intuitively I thought wow we could make t-shirts I love making t-shirts yeah I got some great people on board and we did some really nice bamboo t-shirts and you know we did a uh, quite a few ranges over, over time and begin to kind of make traction but yeah it was I, the key thing I forgot to do was a, a business plan <laughs> right. you know I just went straight into it <laughs> I was thinking about the design of the t-shirt and then what graphics I'm going to put on it. I didn't think about okay how how am I going to make this a successful how am I going to design success for this t-shirt yeah, <laughs> because right. yeah, I didn't I just kind of thought let's give it a go Yeah, and that was phenomenally naive and I, I probably knowing what I know now probably either wouldn't have done it or I would have done it a lot smarter and, yeah. and, 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 um, you know, I just, I turned 50 last year, um, 51, no, next month. And I, at that, and I that sound, probably doesn't sound, well, probably sounds old, but I thought, fuck, I've got, um, can I swear? Yeah, got okay. you um, have. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, shit, I've, I know I'm swearing all the time now. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, i up the floodgates that, here. Okay, no, yeah, <laughs> I gotta <never> control myself. <laughs> um, yeah i thought wow i'm I'm well over halfway now what if i only got 10 years left what if i got five years left what have i got 20 years left what am i gonna do and and when you're younger not that i feel old but i felt that time was not an issue that it was completely right. i got as much time in the world to do this is endless you know and so probably if you've got a sickness or an illness or you're getting really old you're going to feel this more and more that mm. there is a a deadline, you know,
1: <laughs> which we don't know what it is. Yeah. So you have no idea. Designers tend to work best when we're getting close <laughs> to the deadline. So yeah. Expecting a lot. My yeah. expectations are high.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, i would be nice to know, okay, 74, that's the day. You yeah. know, that's, oh, that's right. the year you're going to go. You'd want to know? I kind
1: of do. That yeah, I'm working I really, like really hard idea.
0: right now versus... I mean, not that I'm not working hard. Right. But I'd probably be more maybe more selective or a plan prioritise things a little mm. better mm. yeah it's probably dangerous though knowing a specific date Pro- project plan yeah mm. well
2: they, if you knew that date and you could know what well, you could do anything then because
1: you knew stay at home wear a helmet <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, that was a real eye-opener for me just that kind of realising time isn't kind of endless and that I needed to be how am I going to get to the same <laughs> I got being more selective and being going you know, I've got if I've got yeah. whatever period of time left I want to be very much I want to get things right righter than I had before I want to yeah. be okay I don't want to waste any time by actually just doing something on a whim or not planning things out properly and you know I think that that's um, yeah in hindsight I wish I'd have lived my life like the that from yeah, the beginning the big learning <laughs> but you learn and that's all of what life's about is learning and, and, and um, screwing up and, and and learning from those for the mistakes you make and trying to make it better but I feel very privileged and excited and proud of my life I have and the team I got my family and the, your book
2: which yeah is, book. which has gone gangbusters and you're about to go to the UK and New York
0: yeah so the book kind of came out of um you know me not me not being able to say no to anything <laughs> Um, very, very kind of, you know, I believe anything's possible, so give it a go. And yep. uh, Julie Gibbs approached me from Penguin Lantern in uh, 2011. I did a talk at the Apple Store. And she just said, you know, it'd be lovely to put, turn this into a book. And we kind of signed a contract and we kind of just kind of started happening. Yeah, you know, sometimes you do things like that and you kind of really push yourself outside your comfort zone. That certainly was a big one for me. A lot of kind of self-doubt around that. Why? Um,
2: Why? Because, I mean, it's not like you've, I mean, you've done millions of magazines and that's exaggeration yeah man. well maybe not millions but thousands of magazines
1: there are two books behind your head and yeah. we're not in your
2: studio and they
1: both say your name
0: on it <laughs> are you including the print run as a num- number? Oh, number yeah, yeah. 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 so <laughs> yeah there's a big difference between um, working with an editorial team uh, and taking that content and laying it out mm-hmm. or telling that story visually graphically etc when you actually go to create that content as well, it's mm. it's much harder, I think. Yeah. Well, for me it was, and also when it's something which is quite personal and something which is very kind of something that's dear to your heart, and yeah. uh, it wasn't, you know, through this whole process of kind of um, redoing the restructuring the business and all that kind of stuff, um, I then kind of lo- started looking at my life and how how can I how can I be better as a person, healthier, how can I be more sustainable. Uh, how can I be less grumpy, you know, all this kind <laughs> of that stuff? And that became going, going I, I tried to outsource it to many different people doctors and naturopaths and stuff and realized that I, it had to be, it came down to me. Mm-hmm. Um, me needing to own it and act on it just as much as I had to do th- with the business. And um, that's where I started going to use the design thinking, the design, the, the approach I use in my design business to do in that in my life mm. and that started to kind of really work and felt much well better for that um, so the book is done well in Australia I mean b- books, books don't they don't print a huge amount of books these days but it's virtually sold out here and it's being reprinted right now um, and the launch is in I'm doing five lectures in uh, London in November so I'm doing a presence lecture which is really cool I'm doing offset um, a talk at St. Martin's Design School mm. and there's one in school Scotland, a lunch in Scotland, that's called. And then New York is going to be that week after, which is going to be AIGA uh, at um, is it Preston? Yeah. Yeah, in New York. Wow, that's And great. then talk at Nike headquarters in Portland. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's something... <laughs> I like I, I like you just threw that in as like, oh, and then just talking at Nike headquarters. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of fun. I mean, I think the thing is it's with the book be amazing. Is, it, is touch... The, the book was never meant to be just purely focused for designers. It was yeah. actually about the general public because I believe that you know the principles I put in the book which are you know a selection of them there's many more that that actually people can if they focus on it actually it can tr- change their lives mm-hmm. for the better and that's
1: you know something which I think is really important and most people have that desire to do that so the book I mean you're talking I'd like to hear more about sort of the challenge of putting so much of your personality into the book because you, you you talk a lot about kind of Know running a successful business, but then on the other side of things, perhaps the life work-life balance wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Out. you you are quite notorious for being an overachieving workaholic. Is that fair enough to to <laughs> say? Yeah,
0: I I people call me workaholic, but I don't see it as I don't see it as work. I mean, okay. I don't and then I don't separate kind of work from personal life. And maybe I should, but more. But I, I I see it as one one life, and okay. I just want to make it the I want to make it the best I can, and and I feel as I, say, I feel really privileged by people approaching me and say hey you know interested in doing a project or mm. an interview or um, how about doing a book I mean whatever it is I just want to I want to put my 100% into that so mm. uh, I get really excited about that kind of oppo- any any kind of opportunity
1: mm. okay so and, and how long it's not, not just
0: for commercial per- reasons it's just really about what can I do with this where can it go and what can we achieve and mm. um, what can we learn
1: Right. And how long did the whole process take from from start to finish writing writing this book? The three months.
0: Th-
1: wow. Wow. Well, yeah.
0: So three months. Uh, so
1: when you say one hundred percent, you mean one hundred percent? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't.
0: It was kind of like started working on it just prior to just at Christmas time,
1: and yeah, it,
0: it was quite a lengthy. Well, it felt quite lengthy, um, mm-hmm. but actually three months is a blip in comparison and I had to still kind of do my business and everything else in the meantime so it kind of like you know reposition the business relaunch the business and bring a book out and you know there's quite a lot of things and do a VF website and you know other (laughs) things within the the business so there's quite a and defrost and
1: so you have a lot of tabs open on your computer screen is that (laughs) yeah
0: and I I do and actually it really helps me with procrastination because when one gets hard I go okay I'll park that (laughs) and it makes the other ones look easier you know, oh, right. kind of go <laughs> God, that's a ble- breeze doing that <laughs> but that's something which um, yeah I think I'm not a, like a, 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 a writer and it really the stuff that kind of in that in that book is just really stuff that's kind of come from the heart and from from a real life experiences and it's you know t- kind of talks about stuff which is actually which didn't work and mm. stuff that kind of as a result did work and could work and you know, I've I've kind of gone off the wagon, you know, a couple of times since then. Not not with alcohol. I've still <laughs> stayed dry, but you know, in terms of my general kind of life balance, like mm, exercise yeah. and eating the right stuff, I'm I just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I I kind of I'm quite obsessive. So I will go into kind of self sabotage mode, <laughs> right? You know, I'm going shit. I feel terrible. I got to go to McDonald's, and then okay burger after burger after burger and like I don't know it's like you go into kind of that kind of mode and then I'm now in a you know absolutely focused on my diet and uh, eating the right amount of food the right foods and exercising mm. on a daily basis and you feel amazing you know mm. but sometimes you slip into that you want to do something a bit bad and <laughs> you miss a set session and then slippery slope it, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> like it's easier to be bad than to be good I think but it feels so
2: good to feel good yeah you know, I can see that as the title of the next book.
0: It's easier to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm I'm going back to your previous comment. I mean, I got really great feedback from people uh, with the book, and and people that have said that it's really helped help their lives. Hmm. Even if it's to help them just think differently, because I think that the, um, we get we can get into a rut, and we kind of think that we know we know one way of doing stuff. Yeah. And no matter how many people kind of advise us on to think differently or try this and that, it's not until we actually go, you know, I'm going to actually own this and going to give it a, give it a go, that you then start to see kind of whether it works for you or not. Yeah, you got to kind of break the routine and break the um, the habit, kind of kind of reprogram yourself. Or at least the biggest thing is understanding that there's so many opportunities out there for people that they often don't even see. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. surrounded by opportunities every every day of our lives and. Um, it's about homing into that. Is there another book?
2: Do you think you'd do another one?
0: I can't say no. So if if someone said <laughs> yes, so if someone if someone offered me that, I, I would say I must say yes to anything. So um, <laughs>
2: you heard it here first.
0: Yeah. Although I'm very loyal to my partner, so I don't I don't stray that way. <laughs> Although I haven't had any offers lately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've been dieting and exercising. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, you know, it's just the same. Nothing's changed since I was a kid. I kind of I cannot wait to get out of bed in the morning. I jump up. I want to get going. I want to just do stuff, you know. And uh, that's something which is, I hope other people feel that same way. You know, I hope other people feel so excited about life and its potential and, and what you can contribute. You know, what's your contribution each day? You're right. I yeah. think that's something which, you know, I genuinely want to help businesses. Because I mean, the business of ideas and design. Um, what I never knew was going to happen was probably naively again. When I became a designer, I thought it was about making nice stuff, designing nice graphic stuff for myself mm. that other people liked. And now, you know, the alignment with businesses, you know, big big businesses in this country, where mm. I'm talking to CEOs of these organizations, I'm having the same I'm having conversations about the future of their business, and I'm meant to be a picture guy you know, yeah. meant to be a drawing I mean traditionally yeah. people yeah. see it as being kind of a creative as being kind of you know loose and kind of um, unreliable and all yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff right. but it's become over time can become a credible vis- business advisor um, and a credible uh, AI you know a critical partner for businesses and my team um, to really make a difference to these businesses doing well and um i think that's something which um you know i pinch myself about because i think it's really it's close g- it's 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 like ironic that i dropped I kind of screwed up at high school and sixth form <laughs> you know went into design because i was crap at all the academic stuff <laughs> right and it You're turns out actually it. i've kind of learnt to become better at that yeah or come at it from a different approach which i then understand and you know i think timing is everything too i think the the business world's moved over to that kind of um yeah side of things to understanding the value of creativity and the power of creativity mm. the i wanted to talk a bit about
2: agi as well just in the sense because you're the president
0: for australia aren't you yeah just recently been um voted the president there's only nine of us that I know what this This is. It, cause One it's out of nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Top of the mountain. Yeah, But yeah, I think... Yeah. I don't know what it means yet. What does that mean? Oh, I don't... I mean, I'm very... It, it, when I was in London, um, I had no idea who, what I, AGI is or was. And um, it's Alliance Graphics International hmm. And it's kind of a very elite um, design uh, organization. And you get chosen by the members of... You get um put forward by various members. And I out of the blue one day, I think it was like two thousand eleven, was uh the Pentagram partners proposed put me forward to for become a member of the London faculty. And um and I got through it and I go, Wow, that's great. Right. What what is what is that? What is that what, <laughs> do I, what I does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Only to find out it's gonna cost me, you know, a thousand bucks a year to be a member and I've got to pay for my own flights and no hotel anytime I want to go to an event. But it's what was amazing is the the caliber of people of the members that around the world that are um, you know, the the best in the business and of all ages you know those guys in their 90's you know, there's young guys in their 20's and everything in between and and it's an opportunity each year each year there's there's a um, a different city around the world hosts the event and all the m- not all the members but 100 to 200 members each year go these events and kind of share time together. And there's a prior to that. There's actually AGI Open, which is on for three days, and that's open to the general public. And uh, people come and listen to the AGI speakers talk. And it's 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 a really an amazing organisation. So yeah, again, I'm very honoured to be present of that of this. It's kind of like the secret mm. society of design. The yeah. the Illuminati of Yeah. yeah right. Well there's nothing secret about it but it's it's um th- uh, the key thing is now f- is us for to to kind of put forward new members in Australia for this. Um we've got Mark Gowering and uh he just recently became a member I think last year. Uh Paul Garbett this year just was a great great thing for him, and James Brown just recently he's out of Perth in MASH. And it's traditionally, c- it was formed in Switzerland. And it, over time, I, I don't I don't know how many members there are now. There's probably 500 members, I think. But it's quite a significant um, family of creatives.
1: So that's a 50% increase in the last couple of years to how many people we have in Australia. Should we be expecting another kind of increase over the next couple of years?
0: Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're definitely, uh, I think certainly want to get together and proactively um put forward new members um around australia and and actually just to ensure that we it's not just an annual event that we go to that we actually locally do something with it and locally we we get together on a more or more regular basis to kind of you know have the mutual benefit of doing that
1: mm. okay shouldn't be too hard to catch up with um, Gowing and Garbutt they're all around Sydney pretty close yeah
0: yeah and they're phenomenally positive about it they're Mm. really thrilled and uh, excited to be to be members yeah
1: great Uh,
2: I was just gonna I was gonna ask about the Australian industry it's I think last time we talked to you you were talking about this kind of idea that we've we've been through a, a, a period where we've all just been busy doing stuff and now we need to start as a design industry need to start kind of looking and and kind of improving things and um could do you still feel that that? way yeah (laughs) when was that well you, you you were quite keen to i think you were quite keen to just sort of start getting people talking to each other again and not not so much kind of protecting
0: oh yeah yeah you're right you're absolutely right yeah i kind of sense in the past and probably actually still is now there's a lot of kind of um very protective people in the industry. Hmm. They're worried about their patch, and they're kind of like they're fighting for the same business, and they're kind of like yeah. in it, it's like a war.
1: Right.
0: Um, but I do think that it's, and I experienced in London when I was had my studio there, you know, a, a while ago, that there was a little, there was a change that happened, which I thought was really great to see. Is that when those kind of walls came down, and those people who ran those businesses became realized the people that they were, their competitors are actually they're, just, they're people who are passionate about what they're doing as mm-hmm. well. And they have fears and uh, all this kind of stuff, That things that don't, don't work so well with them and all that. And I just saw that kind of that go, wow, that's actually... You feel really positive about what you're doing as a result of that. And I think that here, um, we need to... Well, we, not we need to. We don't have to do anything. <laughs> okay. We could just continue to be at war with each other. And maybe people, people don't see it that way. But I just think it's kind of, you know it's again it's just a broader collective the broader collaboration is going to be f- it's it's beneficial for everybody if we kind of come together with the desire of wanting to make things better and to share knowledge and to learn and to do all these different things because you know as I said that's the exciting thing of life where you can you know that you can continue to improve things and there's some amazing people um here and, and and around the world that are, uh, I wonder if we want to kind of communicate with and work with it, etcetera. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the key thing is kind of our, for our clients to get the best outcome. Yeah. But also for us all to kind of do it in, in, uh, in a way that's kind of, I mean, we've got to get continually be questioning the way that we do things and, and how do we improve on things and you know where are trends and new breakthroughs are happening that can help influence um getting the best outcome cool. have you felt that things have
2: we've been asking this question to a few different people this idea that things are speeding up or changing quicker and you know we've obviously got you know design thinking came out and yay and then mm-hmm. UX came out and then everyone's looking for the next thing already Do you, do you feel like over your extensive career do you feel like it's getting quicker or just different
0: I don't know. It's kind of funny, isn't it? I remember... Um, it's an interesting question, that Because I remember when I was, like, early on, I was at Pentagram and they didn't have any computers. Yeah. And we did it all by hand. We did... The, everything was done by hand. Um, there was photocopies, only black and white. Yeah. You know, there was only a large... You can only do, like... I think it was, like, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 124, 144. That was it, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm nodding,
1: but I'm just taking your word for it.
0: <laughs> 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 You're too young, mate. Um Typesetting—you had to get it typed by a type someone with a typewriter, fax it to a typesetter across the town. They'd typeset it in, then they bike it back to you. It, it's, like it's, it's insane. Does it take any longer to do a magazine? I don't—I don't think it, th- or any mm. shorter, any shorter. I yeah. don't think it does. I think it's actually.
2: So what, what are we doing? What what's going around? on here? <laughs> I
0: don't know. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's a phenomenal time. And I certainly don't take it for granted because I, you know, learned how to do it uh, a much more labor-intensive way previously. But I don't know. I just think there's so much. I guess the shifts happened is that mo- much more responsibility is to the designer and the design company to do much more than they ever did before. Yep. And um, I think I think it, I th- yeah, I, I think it's exciting time. I think that we need to. Uh, keep thinking how to do... How do they be more efficient? How to do things better? And my God, I mean, that, you know, social media, digital, et cetera. It's, it's just like... It's just transforming our lives. Some things for the better, some things for the worse, you know? Mm. Um, we're kind of saturated with everything right now. And I think that also I feel like... Uh, when is enough enough? I mean, I... You yeah. know Probably like you, I'm tol- I'm totally... Opera like me. I'm totally addicted to the I can't put that thing down. Yeah. You know, I, I just it's just it's just got so much going on. Yeah. Feeds of all this great imagery and visuals and cats and dogs and mm. you know, <laughs> people in the Blue Mountains. Um <laughs> and it's just like it it just it's it's like eye candy and it's just like just like yeah. you're you're addicted to this thing. So I I don't know what's next. I mean it just feels like it's gone from something so big and physical to something so small and compact whole world is in your phone you know what's next is this going to be it won't be the device to be somehow to be i don't know I yeah don't know well what, this is, I whatever don't you can imagine it's going to be it's going to be
2: some okay. someone from the office forgot their phone the other day which just and they were completely
0: like half or a paralyzed person. yeah <laughs> 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 it's stressful yeah. yeah uh what was the pr- previous question though because i was just moving so fast
2: Yeah, just, and have you noticed it? Because uh, some people have answered that it's always been fast. It's just, it's a different type of fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Then other people have said, no, this is getting hard to kind of keep on top of things and and hard to employ as well. I mean, that whole idea of, I mean, it's interesting because you split your business into kind of specialist areas, but some of the other um, studios, I guess, who are trying to still be the generalist to answer, answer everything, are finding it really hard to find people who can who can do all that
0: yeah well we find it hard to find talent full stop i think that there is you know we are actually we're actually in a boom time in this country Mm -hmm. um and and most creative businesses are really flourishing there's a lot of um there's an abundance of work and opportunities out there and we just can't find i mean even the people looking for us to find people can't find talent right which is really worrying unless that's just kind of a a rumor going around that we've kind of (laughs) fallen into but that's critical for us is to have new talent coming into the business whether it's a young intern or whether it's a Mm. senior person or design director whatever it is i mean um and not just kind of steal from our competitor yeah which has been Mm. happening for a very long time that people just kind of pinch your people and then Mm. that means an opening in your place and you have to pinch someone else it becomes <laughs> this kind of circular <laughs> thing <laughs> happening less right now but there is this general shortage of talent mm. and so we've got many briefs out there for people we just we just don't know where to find them
1: so there's clearly no shortage in people right like there's a lot of people yeah, out there that are yeah I mean there are. There's, there's a huge disconnect kind of between potentially people who are designers or think they're designers or want to have the desire to be designers and and working for you, what do you think the what do you think the issue is there? Is it education or is it something else? Well,
0: the internships that 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 level where they're kind of coming from a college where the internship that's not an issue. We have, we're inundated with, the, with those kind of right. people. Where it comes to kind of um, uh, higher up, middleweight, senior, all well, that, I, I think with people are getting locked into a salary, I think people are paying crazy salaries now, which is scary mm-hmm. because actually. You know what's happening is the businesses. Are, you know Sydney is one of the most expensive expensive cities in the world. Yeah, rent I heard the other day was the most expensive in Australia, was maybe the world. I don't know yeah, which, yeah. It, which it was. Food's gone up. Everything salaries going up, mm. but our fees are coming down. And right. so, you know, it's really uh, a fine balance. Actually, all your overheads you know become quite substantial, mm. and your revenue becomes. Is diminishing potentially, and you know, you got a it's, it's like a fine line at times whether you're in business or not. Hmm. And so, that's the disadvantage of living in one of the most beautiful c- cities in the world is that everybody wants to live here, and the cost of living is just skyrocketed. And it's not, I don't know, I don't know how sustainable that is. Hmm. I kind of want to go live somewhere remote now <laughs> and kind of, you know, like somehow reduce the overheads because what that does is puts a huge amount of pressure on the business to uh, find opportunities and deliver that work Mm -hmm. super efficiently.
1: But you also said that businesses are flourishing at the moment.
0: Yeah. Flourishing in terms of opportunities and 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 there's so much going on. Mm. Um, But if you can't, it's it's pretty sounding too extreme here, but if you need some key people and you just can't find them, then you really, you can become quite stretched yeah sure or you can be taking on people that aren't at the level you need them to be, and you're you're you know you, you, it's harder to kind of get a better product out of that you mm. know so i I don't know this is where this is going, but um <laughs> we're we're definitely looking for people, and if this helps people call up, please call <laughs> <laughs> It was a free ad yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure someone
2: will call you yeah that's no, cool <laughs> yeah. I think I think you've kind of answered. <coughs> I think you've kind of answered. I mean, now we can't ask about the ex-wife. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, or the past.
2: <laughs> yeah, the checkered past. I guess. I guess that's interesting. You know, that whole because you you do do a lot of interviews, and I guess, and you've got a very you've got a really long career. <laughs> I said career at the end. Um, just so Bastard. the so the I guess the, that that I. That question of your past, the question of how you got started and everything—that must come up. And it's a little bit like, you know, playing your your hits. I guess if you're in
0: a band, it's kind of like, oh, we have to play. Oh, I can imagine that. <laughs> you no, know, my Mia went to a Kiss concert yesterday, um, and I and you and just go. The, they sang the same songs they do every single time. They've yeah. been doing it for since the seventies, is it? Like, yeah. Like, and probably have not many new songs they've added to the repertoire. I kind of like go, go, my god how can you do that how can the Rolling Stones do that time yeah, for just 50 years do roll that All up to work and yeah. pump it out I think it's okay if you keep adding something new or you mm. keep developing or whatever but just to do the same repertoire I don't know I couldn't do it I guess I think then it comes about money doesn't it when you know yeah. you're going to get 100 million out of that tour then that's certainly an in incentive isn't it yeah I'll sing whatever you want yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, go, what do you say about the
2: Guinea? So, so just just with 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 you, I guess, yeah, that that kind of, yeah, is it is that tough when the kind of the how did you get oh, started? Yeah, how yeah. did you?
0: Uh, I think that what came up, um, I've been saying you know the same story for for a number of years. Um, <laughs> have, have you ever changed bits? Yeah, well, that's the thing because me, <laughs> me and my parents kind of said, "Hang on, that's not accurate." You know? <laughs> when it came to the book, <laughs> she was proofreading. She'd be on the phone, and my parents going. He says he had thirteen spleens. Was that true? <laughs> yes, it was. He said he was in hospital for a year. Was that true? <laughs> no, two months. Um, and I don't know, I don't know who's lying now. But I'm, I'm confused. But I, I guess, kind of, for me, it's like you know where I came from. You know, Canada, England, Canada, England, blah 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 blah. Here, it's like such a long time ago yeah yeah. but mm. it's still you know your life's your life and kind of whatever happened you know from the moment you're born is in every day influences you to what you are what you become um and yeah i think think there was uh what's kind of real, real eye open for me was um the lack of confidence i had as a child um uh, to very you know till i was in my 20s mm. um uh not being able to almost not you know doing work that people that won awards and got articles written about it um but not have the confidence to kind of accept accept it you yeah know, or understand it or you know stand in front of three thousand people when I was twenty six or whatever it was i I was scared shitless but yeah. you know now I' do it on a regular basis and I feel still scared shitless but i <laughs> but I feel more comfortable about you know understanding. How the world works and how I kind of fit into that. Yeah, hmm. but it's that context, isn't it? It's that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I guess I get frustrated about talking about the past is because the past is the past, and what's exciting and powerful is is the now, yeah. is today, you know. And so I'm much more excited about what do I do today hmm. and tomorrow, you know, versus keep talking about the past.
1: <laughs> that's a great way to go out I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah, ending on a very positive note yeah <laughs> Cool. that's great well as we do this kind of outro thing where we just find out where people can find everyone after the show so mm. Matt where can people find you? Okay. on Twitter at Leechworth yep. and Vince there's lots of places people can find you but where would you like <laughs> to direct people today? You didn't, you didn't warn me about this
0: question probably the best thing would be vincefrost.com
1: and that's, is, that's a, is that a new website?
0: Yeah, that's my personal website, but it has all links to the, the yeah. various businesses and my contact details so on that discovered
1: well. that today in a little bit of research. It's a really nice, nicely cool. designed site. Cool, yeah, thank it's you. It's great. <laughs> We're going to pinch the headshot from there and use it for the show. Is that all right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: there's a PR thing
1: there for that. Yeah, it's all set up. It's great. Yeah. It's super easy. Yeah. I'm not going to have to hassle you for an email after this or anything. <laughs> let yeah. take it all. I thought that's of you great. when we did that. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks very much. And you can find me on the um, Nowhere Near As Well Design website, flintracy.com. And at Twitter at um, Flynn Tracy, F O I N T R A C Y. You can find this episode and more at Australian Design Radio. Simplecast. FM, and you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AUS Design Radio. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank, thank, thank you, you
0: very much.